0: Please welcome to the stage your host for this evening, Eamonn Brown. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Not sure why you're doing, but okay. Tonight, we mark a milestone in the NRL. Fans have fallen in love with the Immortals concept, and just last week, the game celebrated our best teams of the decade, hand-picked by a selection of former greats. But tonight, my friends, is not about excellence. This evening is about honouring the forgotten men of rugby league. Those who have fallen by the wayside of history, pushed into touch to tumble down a stud-ridden ditch of despair. To those men, the voluntary tackle says thank you for your service. We will never forget your ineffective yardage games, your baffling dummies to nobody, and your continual brain explosions that cost your respective teams the chance of winning a comp. Tonight, we honour you, for together, you are the Unmentionables. Proudly introducing you to the inaugural Unmentionable Team of the Decade from 1 to 17 as follows. At fullback, Dale Copley. Cementing his first-grade spot in the NRL by default following a horrendous injury to Jarao Yao Yi in 2012, Copley became a fixture on the wing for the Brisbane Broncos, scoring a scintillating four tries in 15 matches in addition to one try assist, which was later disallowed by the video ref. But all of this was simply a pretext to Dale's true career highlight, shadowing Justin Hodges as a possible replacement in the 2015 NRL Grand Final. Sadly, Hodges played. More recently, Dale maintains his ambitions of one day forcing his way back into the formidable Top 25 Gold Coast Titans squad. On the wing, Michael Barney! Barney is no stranger to disappointment, having failed to become a basketballer in his late teens before eventually moving across to Rugby League and failing to become a full-time NRL winger. His career was punctuated by one of the most innocuous player swaps of the modern era with the Manly Seagulls trading Barney for North Queensland's Ben Farrar, a deal which left both clubs confused as to who was ripped off more. In 2014, Barney was dropped from the Goulburn workers' side. At centre, Joel Reddy. The son of a genuinely talented player, Joel was always under pressure to live up to those lofty expectations, and predictably, he never did. Preferring to play on the wing or in the centre, Reddy was called upon to make a move into the halves for the Parramatta Eels after the departure of playmaker Brett Finch in 2009, but was moved back immediately after just one match. At right centre, John Williams. The less agile brother of David the Wolfman Williams, John quickly earned himself a reputation as a winger who could relentlessly chase down a kick-off. After enjoying limited success for three clubs, Williams wrapped up his career at the age of 27 with the Cronulla Sharks, where he subsequently became embroiled in the supplement Scandal. The only player in the guilty 17 to have been formally exonerated by medical experts who were able to confirm his performance was technically never enhanced. On the right wing, Sandor Earl. The part-Hungarian winger is a slow-running testament as to why the European nation of Hungary is yet to qualify for the Rugby League World Cup. Still convinced he will hit his stride in 2019 with the Melbourne Storm, Earl holds the unenviable record of being a winger who has scored fewer tries on average than Paul Gallen. This despite outducing him on Stephen Dank's Rams blood. At 5'8, Brock Lamb. With a surname like Lamb which carries so much history and credibility in the game, Brock would often boast to his friends growing up that one day he would be remembered in the same company as Terry and Adrian. Brock was wrong. At halfback, Jaden Nicarima! Believe it or not, Jaden is the Nicarima brother known for having a bit of a chink in his tackling style. His Wikipedia page lists his preferred positions as 5'8", halfback and hooker. But in reality, Jaden plays none of those. He is currently the Redcliffe Dolphins Overcoming Adversity Coach. At prop, Shane Tronk! Shane Tronk was a mountain of a man, weighing it at 118 kilos and standing at an impressive 195 centimetres. His uncanny facial resemblance to Simon Benetti led to a widely subscribed conspiracy theory that Shane had in fact eaten Simon back in 2003. However, nobody has been able to locate Benetti to officially rubbish the claim. In the hooker position and captain, Josh, I've consumed too much chlorine, McCrone! Once touted as the next big number 21 at the Raiders, Josh found the riggers of playing consistent first grade tough. After enduring a challenging period where few milestones were met, Josh finally claimed an NRL record in 2016 snaffling the prize for the most number of balls kicked dead in a calendar season. Macron has since emigrated to Canada to play with the Toronto Wolfpack, where he has earned himself a reputation for glazing his private parts with maple syrup. At prop, Charlie Gubb. Gubb scored an impressive one try in six seasons of football, officially wrapping up his career with the Witness Vikings last year. Announcing his retirement from Rugby League at the tender age of 28, Gubb will now pursue a career as a teacher back in his home country of New Zealand. His prospective employer had this to say, Mr Gubb may get a run as PE teacher off the bench later in the semester if he can prove his fitness and stop dropping the kids. Adam Peake! Peak by name and Peak by nature, Adam was prone to taking his eyes off the ball and looking at the looming defence. A true journeyman of the game, Peake played for a whopping seven clubs in his career, but unfortunately made very little impact at any of them. Over time, however, after much grafting and hard work, he earned himself praise as a master of the bench, warming it more consistently and evenly via his left and right buttock than any other player in the league. Peake played his most consistent footy for the Adelaide Rams, which pretty much tells you everything you need to know. Luke... Burgess! Famed for having the best play-the-ball technique out of all four Burgess brothers, Luke crossed the stripe just the once while playing for Souths over a three-year period, following that effort up with a single try for Manly in 2015. But ironically, Luke Burgess's best tackle didn't take place on the footy field. That moment belonged to a hit on an innocent Arizona man in 2015 during a drunkard night out with teammate John Sutton. At lock... Jake Marchetto. There is no greater honour than completing your career as a one-club player. But not according to the Dragons, who told the voluntary tackle they were actually disappointed that Marchetto decided to stick with the club for so long. Off the bench, Michael Witt. Michael Witt was a former rugby league player in the NRL. At 15, Bo Falunes. Often outperformed by his own audacious Afro haircut, Faloon was a plucky hooker who was noted for his ability to sustain upwards of 17 minutes of consecutive game time before complete burnout. Although his service from dummy half was often sluggish, his cocaine-induced dance moves off the field have become the subject of folklore on the streets of the Gold Coast. In the 16 jersey, Ray Thompson... When Ray Thompson was playing, you knew Jonathan Thurston was injured. One of the most prolific first grade backup players of all time, this former Cowboys half could shadow a first grade squad with the best of them. Career highlights included a three man cutout pass in 2011, a half break in 2013, and a spectacular Falcon in 2016. Thompson retired two years ago after nine seasons with the Cowboys citing a need to see other clubs. At 17, Glen Buttress. Buttress grew up in the small town of Cootamundra in southwest New South Wales, a location some have argued Glenn should have stayed. But a stubborn buttress persevered for 119 forgettable performances for the Green Machine, only officially retiring in 2015, when Ricky Stewart forgot to include his name on the club's payroll. Will we all please give these warriors a huge round of applause. To those 17 men barely standing here tonight, most of whom have already clumsily dropped their trophies, the NRL owes you a debt of gratitude, gentlemen. For without you for comparison, we would not know who the great players were, or even the mediocre fringe first graders for that matter. You are the chalk to their much tastier cheese, the Art Garfunkel to their Paul Simon, the Craig Camorley to their Brett, or even the Andy to their Hamish. If everyone could please be upstanding for this short poem. They shall grow old faster than normal. As we that are left to age gracefully. Age shall weary them greatly, and the years condemn their inferior joints. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will inevitably forget them. Now, in the spirit of tonight, can we all please have a minute's silence for the coaching career of Jason Taylor and the media career of Matt Nabel?